Researchers and anti-nuclear campaigners from New Zealand, Pacific Nations and Japan are calling on the New Zealand government to take Japan to court over its plans to dump nuclear wastewater into the Pacific Ocean. Otago University researcher Dr. Carly Birch told Lydia Lewis many people will be surprised to learn the Japanese government has approved Tokyo Electric Power Company discharging more than 1.3 million tonnes of treated radioactive wastewater into the Pacific Ocean. Lydia Lewis asked Dr. Birch what is included in the call. The statement authors and signatories are calling for four resolutions. First, we are calling on TEPCO and the Japanese government to immediately end its plans to discharge radioactive wastewater from Fukushima Daiichi into the Pacific Ocean. Second, we are calling on the New Zealand government to stay true to its commitments to a nuclear-free Pacific and to support other concerned Pacific governments by playing a leading role in taking a case to the International Tribunal for the Law of the Sea against Japan concerning the proposed radioactive wastewater release. Third, we are seeking clarity from the Japanese government, the International Atomic Energy Agency, Henry Puna, the Secretary General of the Pacific Islands Forum Secretariat and Pacific Ocean Commissioner, and the Pacific Panel of Independent Global Experts on Nuclear Issues on the outcomes of numerous meetings they have had about the radioactive wastewater discharge. And finally, we are calling for a transparent and accountable consultation process as called for by Japanese civil society groups, Pacific leaders, and regional organizations. This consultation would be between the Japanese government and its neighbors throughout the Pacific, and we want these consultation processes to be directed by impacted communities within Japan and throughout the Pacific to facilitate fair and open public deliberations and rigorous scientific debate. And who is on this group, and how did this group come about? Yes, so the working group formed during the Nuclear Connections Across Oceania Conference, which was held at the University of Otago at the end of November 2022. It includes an emerging collective of frontline community members, activists, legal experts, NGOs, and activists from uh, Japan and across the Pacific. And it includes frontline community members based in Fukushima and Miyagi, Japan, and members of Young Solwara Pacific, the Pacific Network on Globalization, or PANG, MISA for the Pacific, and other regional Pacific organizations who have been speaking out against this plan for many years with little to no response from TEPCO, the Japanese government, or other Pacific neighbors such as Aotearoa, New Zealand. Have you contacted the New Zealand government following this call? So we just released it this morning, but we are planning to share our statement with government officials here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Our plan is to first approach Minister of Foreign Affairs, Nanaya Mahuta, and MPs from the Labour Pacifica Caucus. And we are really hoping our message makes it all the way to the Prime Minister because we want the New Zealand government to be in solidarity with Pacific neighbours and to lead international legal action opposing the discharge of nuclear waste into the Pacific Ocean. I've spoken recently with TEPCO via email and also a spokesperson for the government of Japan and their stance remains firm that this is not going to harm uh, Pacific nations, that their testing um, has concluded that the wastewater will be safe to their levels of safe. What is your res- your response to that? What is the science behind your call? So the statement is really pointing out that there has been a lack of rigorous scientific assessment and a lack of sufficient data to back up claims on the purported safety of the radioactive wastewater discharge 
Japan has not adequately considered other possible on-land storage methods, despite evidence from predictive models that radioactive particles released into the ocean will spread to the northern Pacific. And neither TEPCO nor the Japanese government have conducted a comprehensive environmental impact assessment on the potential effects of an approximately 30-year discharge of radioactive wastewater into the ocean. This lack of rigorous assessment is persisting even when independent experts have acknowledged that these safety claims are based on insufficient data, which is why we need the notes from these meetings to be released because we need more information on what they actually said. The plan continues to go ahead even though the Japanese government has known since at least August 2018 that the ALPS treated wastewater. So ALPS is the technology that TEPCO is using to, using to uh, remove some of the radionuclides, as many as possible, from the wastewater. This wastewater contains long-lasting radionuclides such as iodine-129 in quantities exceeding government regulations even after treatment. And so iodine-129 is a long-lasting radionuclide which has a half-life of 16 million years, which means it could remain hazardous for up to 160 million years. Yet none of this has been addressed through rigorous impacts. Are you concerned that in this statement to RNZ Pacific, they have said that this water is up to safe standards? Yeah, I don't think there's enough evidence to make a claim such as that. Um, Firstly, most of the radionuclides that will be released in the wastewater discharge have been produced through the nuclear fission of uranium. In Japan, the radioactive wastewater is often referred to as quote-unquote treated water because it has gone through the ALPS system. However, this does not automatically mean that the water is free from uranium-derived radionuclides. It simply means the amount of measurable radionuclides are under a designated threshold limit. So safety means the uranium-derived radionuclides are under a threshold limit. If it is under a certain limit, how is this not safe? Yes. So in our statement, we link to an academic paper published by scientists in Japan who have shared the difficulty they have faced in trying to study the validity of these threshold limits. So they share how how they themselves as scientists have been accused of being unethical for questioning whether these threshold limits are reflecting the actual biological harms caused by eating, breathing, drinking, or living alongside uranium-derived radionuclides. So we're pointing out how it's a huge problem when scientists are being prevented from questioning the validity of these threshold limits, particularly when those limits are being used to argue for the safety of discharging nuclear waste into the ocean. Um, But secondly, I think there's a bigger question um, beyond the the scientific justification, which I've already pointed out. There's problems with the lack of data and rigorous assessment and the problem that we're not able to question these threshold limits. But there's a bigger question about whether science should be used as an excuse to perpetuate nuclear colonialism. Um, And so in the statement, we explain how if we understand nuclear colonialism to be the targeting of indigenous peoples, their lands and waters to maintain nuclear production processes, um, such as processes needed to maintain um, a nuclear power plant, such as Fukushima Daiichi. Um, Then TEPCO and the Japanese government's plans to discharge radioactive water into the Pacific Ocean against the will of Pacific peoples is an act of nuclear colonialism. Meanwhile, the Tokyo Electric Power Company and the government of Japan maintain that the ALPS treated water is safe. Embassy of Japan Wellington Deputy Head of Mission Nishioka Tatsushi says both Japan and the Pacific have common issues of nuclear tragedies. He says treated water is not contaminated because most of the radioactive material has been removed. 
Transit Pacific is in the process of securing an interview with TEPCO and a spokesperson for their response will bring you more on this story as it develops.